morning, afternoon, or evening for wherever you may be joining us from today. Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. this last little while. It's always good, but to me, it's been even better. I thank them for doing a great job of leading us into the presence of God. Um, In the past couple of Sundays, I've been preaching, I declare. And so uh, we're going to change it up a little bit this Sunday, and we're going to move into a brand new mini-series, and we're going to call it First Things First. Someone say First Things First. All right. In the Word of God, I'm going to read a couple of quick verses, and then we're going to jump in here and uh, see what God has to speak to Life Church today. Matthew chapter 6, 31 through 33. We're going to get into the Word of God here. Get your Bibles out. I'm going to read today from the New King James Version. It says, Therefore, do not worry. I'm not going to stop there, but I could stop there. Um, Too often we spend our time worrying and fretting about a lot of stuff. How many would just admit to yourself that you are a worrier? Uh, I'm I'm not necessarily one of those people that, that worries a lot, but I've got people that I know, they worry all the time. And sometimes when I think of um people that worry, it's not that they don't trust God, they just have that propensity to kind of like, what if, what if, what if, what if. Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. And that's really basically saying, you know what, people that don't know God, they, they worry about these things. They fret about these things. These things consume their mind. What they eat, what they drink, what they wear. But the Word of God goes on to say, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. He already knows, Sister Shauna, that you need food, you need drink, you need clothing, the necessities of life, He knows you need them. But, this is where I want to get to. Verse 33. But seek first the kingdom of God. Someone say seek first. Seek first Walmart. Seek first Marshalls. Seek first Hudson Bay. No, it says seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first the food grocery store, the Costco, the the, the Longos, the Fortinos. No, it says seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. God, I pray today that the word of God would speak to our hearts. 
God, I pray that we would receive this word, God. It's the word that is alive. It's the word that can change us. It's the word, God, that can transform our futures. God, speak today through the word of God. Help my heart and my mind and the minds and hearts of those that would listen. Help them to be open to the truths of your word. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Someone said, in Jesus' name? Amen. Go ahead, and those that are in the room, you can be seated. Um, we're, we're a little bit into January, but usually at the beginning of a year, it's when people take the time to do some self-inspection. It's when people might take the time to, to look at where they're at and make sure that their lives are lined up correctly. And today we're going to look at a couple of things in the Word of God. And at the beginning of a new year, it's a good time to realign your life. It's a good time to do some evaluation, some tweaking of where you're at and how it lines up with this book right here. Amen? Today we're going to look about at a couple of things, but really we're going to look at what God has to say about him being first. Someone say, God first. Too often, everything else is first instead of God. Too often, the, if the reality was being stated today, it's, it's almost always, for those of us in the room and those of you watching online, it's almost always me first. That's how we think. We usually think about what's best for me. And so um, usually that entails a lot of things. It's my dreams. It's my wishes. It's my job. It's my career. It's my education. It's my kids. It's my spouse. It's my, 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 my. But the Bible here is very plain in this verse that we read that we are to seek God first. God is all about being first. He's all about us putting him in the right place. He's all about us honoring him first. He wants to be first in your life, not last in your life. He wants to be first in your life, not even second in your life. The first always belongs to God. Now, is that true in our lives? I would venture to say, because I know how I am, that God doesn't always get first in my life. And I think if you would admit it to, he wants to be first in everything. He wants not second, not third, not last for sure. He wants to be first always. This first principle is found throughout the Word of God, and we're going to talk about it here today. We're going to begin this discussion. He wants to be first in your day. How often does he not get first in our day? He wants to be first in your time. He wants to be first in your finances. He, he's not looking to be second. He's not wanting the leftovers. He's not wanting half-hearted, half-baked. He's wanting first. He's not okay 
if I get other things done first, and then he comes in if I've got enough time for him to come in. Too often, we as human beings, we let other things get in the road first. Amen? He's not okay if if I give him what's left over of my day. I've been there in the past. I've been there where I've been through my entire day, and I haven't given God a minute. I haven't prayed. I haven't read the Word. I've got through my day without God in it. And I, I, I'm, I'm getting to the end of my day, and I'm now tired, and I'm trying to say, God, I'm, I'm going to give you a little bit right here. He doesn't want to be last. He doesn't want, and I'm not saying don't, don't pray in the nighttime. Pray at the nighttime too. But he does not want to be the, the fragments of what possibly is left over in your day. No, he's the God of first. And and I believe today, if we would ever understand this first principle and get it down in our spirits, that it could transform our lives. It promises blessings. There are so many great benefits of putting God first in the Word of God. The benefits are incredible. So, Matthew 6.33 says, Seek first the kingdom of God of God, and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added. What things is he talking about here? What are the things that shall be added to our lives if we put God first? Really, you got to go back up into the dialogue to find out what things he's already talked about. I, I went back a little bit this past week, and I began to look at some of the things that, that really will be added if we put God first. You know, it's usually those things we worry about. All all that stuff that we worry about, if we would only put God first, He will take care of all of that. Too often, though, we spend a lot of time focusing on things and trying to be the God in that situation on our own, and all God is saying, if you put me first, I'll take care of that in your life. You know what, we we cause ourselves a lot of grief sometimes because we get the order of things in our lives mixed up. That chapter a little bit earlier, it talks about treasures on earth. How often do people get caught up focusing on, spending time on, sweat and blood and tears to, to raise up and to gain a few treasures in the earth? It talks about the necessities. The food, the drink, the clothing. A little bit earlier in the chapter. It talks about, you know, the earthly riches. We, we, we spend a lot of time going to our job and, and career and spending money on education to get a good job where we can make some good money. I'm not saying don't do that. Yes, do that. But really the key in this chapter and these verses are if you take care of God first, God will take care of all the rest in your life. Seek God first, and all these things shall be added unto you. But our enemy, the devil, he does not want us 
to have the blessings of God in our life. He does not want us to, to reap the benefits, the incredible benefits that come with putting God first in our life. And so what he will do, he, 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 will, he will do whatever it takes to get us to not focus on the fact that the Word of God gives us a solution. The Word of God gives us a great nugget, a great truth. And so if he can keep us from believing that truth, we won't become and we won't receive all the blessings of God that God has for us. Do you ever look around at somebody in the church, someone you know that's godly, and it's like they're blessed. They have the blessings of God on their life. And you're thinking, well, what's different about them? I love God and they love God. Why are they being blessed? Why do they have, it seems like, the blessings of God when I don't seem like I've got much blessings on my life? I would say you have to go back to the first principle. It's, it's really based on this first principle because this first principle, it will open the windows of heaven over your life. This first principle, when you put God in the right place in your life. It'll change every area of your life. This principle of putting God first, it really initiates the blessings of God upon you. And so we're going to talk about this principle of first today. Really, what is the principle of first? It's very, very simple. The principle of first is this. Make God first in every part of our life. That's what it is. Making God first in every part of our life. Now we're going to take the next three weeks today, and the next two actually, and we're going to work through some principles in the Word of God that, that kind of talk about this principle of first. In, in the Word of God, the principle of first is encompassed in three different things. Number one, it's encompassed in the firstborn. Someone say firstborn. That's what we're going to talk about this week. Next week, it's encompassed, the, the principle of first is encompassed in first fruits. Someone say first fruits. And then in a couple of weeks, we're going to talk about the first tenth. Someone say first tenth or the tithe. Throughout Scripture, these three things, firstborn, first fruits, and first tenth, always belong to the Lord. It's the principle of first, and it's found in all three of these items. You say, oh, oh Pastor Steve's going to get ready to talk about giving again. Well, maybe I will cover that because it's a strong principle in the Word of God. It's imperative that we get this. It's imperative that we understand this great truth because usually the test in our life of whether God is first or not is passed or failed when it comes to our money. How do you handle your time? How do you handle your treasure? How do you handle your talent? will reveal where your priorities and it'll reveal where your loyalties lie. And you will be directly tied to his blessings, yes or not his blessings, no, depending 
on if you get this principle. You know, many times, um, many Christian believers, they don't like this area. They, they, they get a little upset when the pastor talks about this area. And, and I would just say that there are a lot of people that are Christian, they live below the blessings that God has for them because they don't get this truth. It's a tool of the enemy. I just don't want you to tune me out this morning. I don't want you to say, okay, I'm done. I'm going to come back in a couple of weeks when he talks about declaring the promises of God. I'm telling you, it's all tied together. If you get the first principle, you have the power to declare some things, and we're going to declare some things at the conclusion of this message when we are aligned with the first principle. Today I'm going to preach a life-giving truth that's tied to the blessings of God. I don't want you to miss it. I don't want you to overlook it. Because if you get this truth, it'll change you. It'll change your future. It'll change your life in great ways. So today we're going to begin by looking at the firstborn and learn how this is one of the great truths of the first principle. And it's tied to the blessings of God in our life. Someone say firstborn. Exodus chapter 13 and verse 1 says this, Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Consecrate to me all the firstborn, whatever opens the womb, the first one born, among the children of Israel, both man and beast. It is mine. Someone say mine. That's God speaking. He is clearly declaring that every firstborn is his. Every firstborn doesn't belong to the the sheep herder, doesn't belong to the farmer, doesn't belong to the cattle farmer. The firstborn belongs to who? God. Over 16 different times in Scripture, the Bible says that the firstborn belongs to God. A few more verses around this, a little bit further down in Exodus chapter 13, looking at verse 12, it says that you shall set apart to the Lord all that open the womb. That is every firstborn, someone say firstborn, that comes from an animal which you have. The males shall be the Lord's. But every firstborn of a donkey you shall redeem. Someone say redeem. Redeem with the lamb. And if you will not redeem it, then you shall break its neck. And all the firstborn of man among your sons you shall redeem. The the, the basic principle that's found here in Exodus chapter 13 is that really in the firstborn principle, it's basically this. The firstborn belongs to God. Don't try to keep that firstborn lamb. Don't try to keep that firstborn calf for yourself because the firstborn belongs to God. Now, there are two options. I don't know if you caught it or not, but there are two options for firstborns here in the Word of God. The firstborn could either be sacrificed Someone say sacrificed or redeemed. Someone say redeemed. There's really no other options. 
How many firstborns do I, I'm going to look at some, in this room here, those of you at home, think about who's first, how many firstborns are in the room? All right, there, there, there's a bunch of firstborns in this room this morning. The firstborns belong to God, and there's only two options for a firstborn. They're either sacrificed, let me say that to all the firstborns in the room, or redeemed. Someone say redeemed. Now, if it was a clean animal, that, that those were the animals that were, were said to be the clean animals, if they were delivered, if a clean animal delivered a firstborn, that firstborn was to be sacrificed. Now, if it was an unclean animal and they delivered a firstborn, the firstborn of the unclean animal had to be redeemed by a clean animal spotless animal. So, so there's two options. Firstborns, sacrifice if they're born to a clean animal, or redeemed if they're born to an unclean animal. Now let me jump out of that for a second, and I want to bring some things to your attention. John the Baptist met Jesus on a riverbank, the bank of the Jordan River. And notice what he says about Jesus in, in John chapter 1. And verse 29, it says, The next day John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Are you grateful today that there was a lamb, a spotless lamb, that takes away the sins of the entire world? He, he pointed to Jesus Christ and he says, Behold, there is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Romans chapter 8 and verse 29. There's something here. It's calling Jesus something. It says, Jesus, the firstborn among many brethren. Jesus was called the firstborn among many brethren. You see, the principle here is the firstborn had to be what? Sacrificed or redeemed. Jesus was the firstborn among many brethren. He, he was born without sin. The Bible says he was clean. He was pure. He was the spotless lamb. And, and what was required of a clean animal that was born as a firstborn? The clean animal that bore a firstborn, that firstborn was what? Sacrificed or redeemed? What was it? Sacrificed. I thank God that Jesus, who in Romans chapter 8 and 29 says he was the firstborn of many brethren. I'm so glad that he was a pure, spotless lamb. And he was sacrificed on a cross for you and for me because I was born in sin. I was a firstborn. And all of you firstborns in the room, we were born in sin. We were not clean. We, we needed a redeemer. We needed a redemption. We needed something to come and redeem us of, of our sin. But Jesus, the firstborn, was sacrificed so that you could be redeemed, so that I could be redeemed. I thank God for the redemption that we received because the spotless lamb was sacrificed in my place. 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 18 says this, 
knowing that you were not redeemed. Someone say not redeemed. You were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver and gold from your aimless conduct received by the traditions of your fathers. But, now it doesn't say you were redeemed, but really in the context of what it's saying, you could almost put you were redeemed with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. We weren't redeemed with corruptible things. We weren't redeemed with silver and gold and and things that would perish, but we were redeemed with the precious blood of Jesus Christ, the firstborn, the pure lamb, the spotless lamb that was sacrificed so that you and I could obtain redemption through his precious blood. I think right now we need to take a moment and we need to thank God that we have been redeemed, we've been bought, we've been purchased with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, God, we're thankful, God, that you came. We're thankful, God, that you went to a cross. God is my sacrifice. God is a sacrifice for my sin. God, your precious blood was shed, God. And God, you redeemed me, God. You redeemed the people, God, listening to this God message right now. God, I thank you for your redemption. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Someone say firstborn. There was a plagues that were brought into Egypt. Ten different plagues. And so the final plague was about the death angel coming. The death angel was going to pass through the land and kill every firstborn. All the firstborns of the Egyptians It didn't matter if you were the slaves firstborn, if you were middle class firstborn, if you were the upper class of society firstborn, or you were the pharaohs firstborn. If you were in Egypt, the firstborns were going to be killed by this death angel. It didn't just stop with the people. The Bible says that the firstborn of animals were going to die that night because the firstborn belongs to God. But the firstborns of the Israelites didn't die. Why? Because there was a lamb that they had found that was a spotless lamb. It was a perfect lamb. And one was sacrificed for every family. That they were to take that spotless lamb to their house and they would have to sacrifice that lamb and they'd have to take the blood and they would put the blood on the doorpost and the lintels of their door. The mantle, the blood was there and it would drip down. Every single Israeli that had the blood applied to their doorpost. The firstborn was not sacrificed, but the firstborn was redeemed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The principle of the firstborn is this, that if you give the first to God, I don't have to die because I can be redeemed when I give the first to God. I don't actually lose anything because God will redeem it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's a great principle. It's a powerful principle. When you say, but I don't know how it's going to work when I give God the first of my... I don't have time to give God the first of my day. 
I'm telling you, if you get this principle, if you give the first to God, God will make up the time somewhere during the day. You will have the time when you do that. You say, well, I can't afford to give the tithe because I don't know how I'm going to pay all those bills. I just challenge you right now. You give the first to God and watch God show up. He will redeem the rest of it. He will make it work somehow because that's what God does. It's a supernatural principle in his word. When I give the first to God, he redeems the rest. I'm going to say that again. When I give the first to God, he redeems the rest. The first belongs to God. When I give him the first, I'm simply saying, God, I don't know how it's all going to work out, but God, I'm going to give you the first of my day. I'm going to give you the first of my time. I'm going to give you the first of my talents. I'm going to give you the first of my finances. And I'm trusting you, God, to redeem what's left over. Hallelujah. You know, when there was a firstborn lamb born into the flock, the temptation is, this is a perfect little lamb. Like, why would I have to sacrifice this one? Why don't I sacrifice the eighth one or the ninth one or the tenth one? Let me just keep this one. You know, that's the the temptation. But God did not say, you know, let the lamb produce three or four or five or six or nine or ten lambs and sacrifice the tenth one. God says, give me the first one. It takes faith on our part to give God the first. It's giving to God before you see what God's going to do with everything that's left over. It's saying, God, I'm going to give to you first. And I'm going to trust you. I don't know how, God, it's going to work out. I don't know how it's going to go with the rest. There might not be any more lambs to this little mother. But God, I'm going I'm to take the first, and I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to trust you to take care of the rest. I want to say it again. When the first is given, what is left over, God always redeems. Hallelujah. It's given God the first of my time. It's given God the first of my talent. It's giving God the first of my treasure. What part is God getting right now in our lives? This is where we have to do some self-evaluation. This is where we have to do some sort of introspection, where we look inside and we say, how are we doing with this important principle of first? What part of the day does God get in your life? What part of your day does God get in your life? Does he even have a part in your life on any given day? You might say, well, I work at six or I work at seven, and it's just, I'm telling you, this is a principle in God's word. Give God the first, and God will redeem the rest. There are some word or scriptures in the word of God that are, that are pretty plain. It says in Psalm chapter 61, I'm sorry, 63 and verse 1. I don't think it's on the screen, but it, you know, it says, Early will I seek you. He wants to be first. He wants to have first 
of your time. And I know sometimes that's not the easiest thing to do. But I want to challenge you today, Life Church, if we will only understand, if we will only practice this first principle. Great blessings are associated and great blessings are promised because the Bible says that He will open the windows of heaven and He will pour out blessings that we will not be able to contain. You know, the enemy, I already said it, but the enemy doesn't want you to get this principle because if you do, you will change a few things and then God will start blessing and things will begin taking place in your life. If you want this blessings and the overflow of heaven to be on your life, I'm challenging you right now. Begin and make the decision right now today that you're going to put God first. In Deuteronomy, there are at least four times in his word that God told the people, if you will obey me, if you will just put me first, then everything you put your hands to is going to be blessed. God's blessings will be upon your family. God's blessings will be upon your kids. God's blessing will be upon your marriage. God's blessing will be upon your health. God's blessing will be upon your work, your emotions, your thoughts, your relationships, your ministry. God's blessings will be upon everything. How many want to see God's blessings? If you're online and you're watching this right, if you want to see God's blessings, I want you to give me a thumbs up right now. I want you to put a thumb, uh, whatever that's called, an uh, emoji in the comments. If you want God's blessings to be poured out on your life, we've got to align ourselves under this first principle. And I believe as you do that, as we're obedient to this word, if you combine that with the faith that you have in God, it will activate something supernatural and the blessings of God will be resting upon you. If you're wondering about why others are blessed and sometimes it doesn't look like you are, check how you're doing with the principle of first. Hallelujah. I want you to bow your heads right now. Hallelujah. I thank God that we've seen the blessings of God upon our life. I thank God that we've experienced the blessings of God. I thank God that we can look back over our life and we can see as we put God first that God has opened doors, that the blessings of God have been there, that God's met us in ways that we didn't know how we were going to get through a certain thing. But God has always met us and he's always blessed us because we've done our part. Perfect? No. But we've done our part to put God first. Hallelujah. Two or three years ago, we prayed a prayer here at Life Church. And we called it the open heaven prayer. And as I was looking at this thought today, I thought we need to bring that back online as, we, as we're in January of 2021. A lot of the things are wrong in our world and a lot of the things are wrong in, in, in how life is right now. So I, I believe we've been declaring a lot of things. I, I thought we need to start declaring an open heaven over our lives once again. When we prayed that a few years ago, many of you testified of how God did supernatural things in your life. 
even in our lives, we received unexpected blessings. We, we received checks in the form of thousands of dollars that we were not expecting. Even Life Church, as, as a church, we, we saw God show up and bless in amazing ways. Many of you have told me and you've testified about it, how God gave you jobs how God provided when there was no way that the provision should have come through. There were checks in the mail. There were unexpected blessings. And it was because we were praying a prayer. We were declaring the word of God. They're going to bring it up on the screen. We're going to pray this for the next few weeks at, at minimum. But we might pray it for a while, maybe for months. We'll pray this every Sunday at Life Church. We're going to declare this. It's a prayer. Let's pray it together. As it comes on the screen, I want you to um, read and pray these words with me. Don't just read the words, but pray this as a prayer. Right now, in Jesus' name, we're going to begin to pray. Let's pray together. On the authority of the Word of God and through the power of the name of Jesus, since I have given, your Word says, it will be given unto me, pressed down, shaken together and running over. I am a tither and I am a giver. I bring my tithes and offerings into your storehouse. Therefore, the enemy is rebuked. The curse is broken. I live under an open heaven. You will pour out your blessings upon me that there will not be room enough to receive it. I will receive jobs and promotions, raises and bonuses, sales and commissions. And stop, 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 stop. Even in the midst of this trying time, even in the midst of a pandemic, even in the midst when people are losing their jobs, I will receive jobs and promotions, raises and bonuses, sales and commissions, benefits and settlements, estates and inheritance, interest and income rebates and returns checks in the mail gifts and surprises bills paid off debts dismissed building and properties I pray for an open heaven over my family my greatest desire is that my whole family will be saved and walking with God in perfect health abundance and walking in his divine favor and blessing. I pray that they will dedicate their lives completely to you and the work of your kingdom. Hallelujah. I pray for an open heaven over Life Church and over every individual and in ministry. Pour out your anointing upon everything we do for your kingdom and keep us unified for the cause of revival in Burlington and its surrounding cities. Your word tells me that I am blessed going in and I'm blessed going out and everything I do will prosper. I pray all these in the powerful name of Jesus, amen. And it is so. Hallelujah. Let's clap our hands. Let's worship him. Let's thank him for the truths and the promises we've just declared from his word. God, we're expecting great things, God.
God, we're going to do our best to give you first. We're going to do our best, God, to realign our lives with you, God. God, I want God to be, make sure that you get first of my time, first of my talent, and first of my treasure. God, oh God, and it's already tied to the blessings of God on our lives, and I thank you for it. Life Church, we're going to sing here in a moment, but here's what I want to challenge you to do. I want you to challenge you. I want you to pray this prayer over the next few weeks. We're going to put it out on social media, the entire prayer for you, so that you can have a copy of it. I want you to pray it daily. And I want you to decide that, God, I'm going to put you first. I want your life, church, to find a time early to get up. If you have to get up an extra 15 or 20 minutes, get up early and find a place in a closet of prayer with God. Find time to get into the Word of God early and say, God, I'm going to give you the first of my day. And God, whatever comes into my household in the form of increase, God, help me to be the one that's quick to give it, to give it to your kingdom, to trust you with the first. God, help us to be great tithers. Help us to be great givers. And God, when we do, we're going to see the blessings of God tied to our life. Someone said in Jesus' name, hallelujah. First things first. Thank you for joining us today. We pray this message spoke into your life, your heart, or whatever situation you may be going through. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us at lifechurch.ca on Instagram. And on Facebook, just search Life Church and you will find our navy blue logo with the letters LC in the middle. Now, before you go, we ask if possible from whatever platform you may be listening to us on, give us a rating or a review or even both, and share this message with someone so that they can be impacted by the gospel of the love of Jesus Christ. We thank you for your support and love you all. Have a wonderful week and God bless.